Tales of Panem, a Hunger Games podcast. My name is Claire, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm glad to have you all joining me this week. Make sure to check out my social media, which is at Tales of Panem on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for updates, episode information, and more. Today's episode is special because it's my very first character study episode. I'll be doing one of these at the beginning of each month, and I'll take the full episode to focus on one character and really get into detail about their motivations, their actions, things I love and or hate about them, and anything else that is interesting or noteworthy to me. Today's episode is going to be about Katniss Everdeen, of course, because starting with our main protagonist just makes the most sense. These character study episodes are going to cover content from the entire series as well as all of the movies, so if this is your very first time reading the series, you might want to skip this one unless you don't mind the spoilers. So these character episodes are going to have a pretty consistent format, and each time I'm going to start out with just a brief rundown of who the character is and some key facts about them. I think we kind of all know who Katniss is at this point um, and what she's up to, but I'm just going to go through it just for whatever reason. So obviously Katniss is the protagonist of the series, and she starts off as a 16-year-old girl from the seam in District 12. She goes on to become one of the two victors of the 74th Hunger Games and a participant in the third quarter quell. At this point, she is recruited by the rebels in District 13 to be their Mockingjay and to essentially be the symbolic leader of the rebellion. After the war, she returns to District 12 to recover, where she eventually raises a family. So after I do my little opening spiel about who they are, I will continue on with an opening quote, which is just something from any of the books that I think is a good jumping off point for the character, gives a good idea of who they are, or just anything I like. So the quote I chose today is from The Hunger Games, and I do believe I talked about this specific quote in episode two, but it is a very good quote for her, and it goes, My spirit. This is a new thought. I'm not sure exactly what it means, but it suggests I'm a fighter in a sort of brave way. It's not as if I'm never friendly. Okay, maybe I don't go around loving everybody I meet. Maybe my smiles are hard to come by, but I do care for some people. And I think this quote absolutely nails her character and it's extra important because it comes from her perspective. It's not someone else making an assessment of her character. Yes, it is prompted by Sina telling her that she has spirit and that that's the thing that he feels drawn to about her but she takes that and interprets it on her own as a reflection of herself and i think that that's what's really important about it because she's seeing a positive thing about herself and that's something that she definitely struggles with we know how she feels about herself we know that she can perceive all of her negative traits and even things that other people would perceive as positive she thinks are negative so Having this moment of like positivity for her and pretty early on in the first book is very, very important. And just, again, like it nails her character. Like it's so spot on to who she is. She's not the most like warm and friendly person and she's going to like be super outgoing and love everyone she meets and be just this huge, happy presence all the time. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't care and that doesn't mean that she's not a good person and a loving person and we know this about her because the first book literally opens with her relationship with prim and they're very close and she cares about prim more than anything there's even a quote in the first book about prim being the one person she is sure she loves and i think that it's really important that her character is grounded in that relationship with Prim and that that's kind of our jumping off point for her character because when you first open this book you obviously don't know anything about her anything about this world anything about 
what you're getting into. So to introduce a main character in this way and with this kind of relationship to their sibling really establishes right off the bat that like, okay, as we go on, we can see that Katniss is not like the most warm or friendly person. You know, she definitely has some hostility to her. There's definitely anger many times. But the first thing we learn about her is that she loves her sister more than anything. And so even though we see some of her more, like some of the bad sides to her character in terms of like personality and stuff like that, and some of the things that would maybe make people in universe not want to be around her, but we as a reader also can look back and say, okay, but look at her and her sister. And so we know that she is a very loving person and caring and particularly selfless person, which again is something we learned very early on when she volunteers for Permit the Reaping, which is obviously a huge act of selflessness. And then there's obviously a ton of more subtle things too. Like that is not the only selfless thing she does in that book. And it's definitely not the only selfless thing she does in this series. In fact, sometimes she even prioritizes helping others over taking care of herself, especially as we get later on into Mockingjay. And she's becoming this like face of the rebellion. But she also is going through a lot and is dealing with a lot of trauma. And sometimes she kind of puts off processing that or puts off trying to get help for herself. One, because of the circumstances, it's not always possible for her to take the time to really like work through everything that she's been through, but also because she is the Mockingjay. And so she's giving her all to the rebellion and to inspiring the districts and giving less and less time to taking care of herself. Also with her relationship with Prim, I think it's very important to note Prim's evolution and how that influences their relationship. Because when we start off, Prim is just a 12-year-old. She's very like timid and afraid of the world around her. And we know that she is a very like gentle person. We know that she is following in her mother's footsteps, become a healer. But there is still strength to her. And that's something that we really, really start to see in Catching Fire as she's beginning to mature and sort of be this like guiding presence in Katniss's life when things for Katniss are just going downhill all the time. Like, and she doesn't really see any hope. Prim is there to be the one to remind her that that hope is there. And not only that, but that Katniss is that source of hope for so many people across the country. And I think that Prim from the very beginning all the way up until the end is always a huge factor in why Katniss does the things she does and also is helping to motivate her into supporting the rebellion and supporting the fight against the capital because Prim is able to see hope where Katniss is not. Prim is able to see what a world might look like where President Snow is no longer controlling the country. And I think that had Prim not been able to kind of share that almost vision with Katniss, I think things would have gone very differently. And I don't know that Katniss would have ended up having the role within the rebellion that she does, because I think that Prim is a big part of persuading her to do that and also like helping her through it, because we know that being the Mockingjay is not necessarily good for Katniss at times. And she makes a lot of sacrifices for the good of this rebellion 
And it's also like a bigger conversation about like the leadership of this rebellion and like who actually has her best interests at heart and who just wants to use her for their cause and to gain power. And that's obviously like a wider discussion outside of Katniss's character. And so I won't go into it too much today. That'll be more of a thing when we talk about Mockingjay and maybe when I talk about some of those specific characters. But I definitely think that Katniss's role would have been Katniss the role that Katniss was willing to play would have been very different had Prim not been there to kind of guide her through it and so even though Prim is the younger sibling and Katniss does feel this need to watch over her and protect her we also see Prim mature a lot over the series and they take on a more like protecting each other as opposed to just Katniss protecting her and it's not even like physically because again like I've talked about this multiple times of Katniss being more of the fighter while Prim is the healer and so it's not necessarily a physical like Prim protecting Katniss from harm but it's an emotional like Katniss doesn't have anyone to turn to especially at the beginning of Mockingjay when Peeta is gone and Katniss is having issues with Gale and so and Haymitch is Haymitch so basically the only person she has to turn to is Prim, but it's very important that she has that support system because I think that it is, it, this is already a very difficult series to read because of the subject matter, because of all these horrible things that are happening, but it would be even more difficult and almost maybe unreadable if Katniss had had absolutely no support system during her early time in District 13. And that's not to say that like, having Prim there made everything better and like she was totally fine because of it like it's not that at all but just having someone there that she trusts completely and she knows she can rely on when everything around her is kind of a lie or a game or she doesn't know who she can trust or she doesn't really know what's going on to have this person like Prim who is a very reliable and consistent person in her life that she can turn to is very important and it just and also from a reader's perspective, makes it just a little bit easier to read because, you know, there's only so much you can see a character go through before it's just like trauma for the sake of trauma. And so I think there has to be a really solid balance struck. And I think this series does a really good job of balancing like these horrible, horrible things that are happening to Katniss, but also giving us something beyond that. So we're not literally just reading about her going through terrible thing after terrible thing. And I think Prim is a big part of maintaining that balance. Going along the line of Katniss's family, I wanna talk a bit about her father because obviously one of the other first things that we learned about her is that her father died in a coal mining accident, which is actually very common in District 12 because their main export good is coal. and pretty much every, pretty much everyone from the seam is a coal miner and so having a father who died in a coal mining accident is something that a lot of people like her have had to experience and obviously the impacts of her father's death expand just beyond her like her mother obviously has a very hard time with it and sort of pulls away and isn't really there for Prim and Katniss in the way that she maybe should be and so Katniss kind of has to become like the main person who is supporting her family and feeding them and making sure they have clothes to wear, making sure her and Prim look presentable and that they can still go to school. Like she is doing all of that at this incredibly young age. 
And speaking of her age, I just want to say that I feel like it gets forgotten a lot that Katniss is a child for the entirety of the series. She starts out at 16 years old. She's 17 in Catching Fire. And then throughout the events of Mockingjay, she's 17, maybe nearing 18. So she's not even a doll yet. And I think that people forgetting that is a combination of one, just like the readers not acknowledging it or kind of letting it slip from their mind. But I think the other big part of it is that they did not cast an actress who was 16 years old or who looked 16 years old, which I'm not here to like critique the casting decisions. And I think that Jennifer Lawrence did an amazing job as Katniss. Like I'm not here to be like, she was terrible. They should like, that's not what I'm trying to say. But my point is that she, that Katniss is a 16 year old in Hunger Games. And that can influence people's perception of her in very large ways because the way that you act when you are 16 years old is nothing like the way that you act when you're an adult especially under the circumstances that she has had to endure and so sometimes her reactions to things or her responses or like the way she behaves or the way she communicates things like that people tend to judge as if they were judging someone who was maybe like in their early to mid 20s and I think it's a very different conversation than when we have someone who is 16 years old like she is and so I think that a lot of her flaws are definitely just like human beings have flaws and then a lot of them come from her childhood and her upbringing and the things she's had to experience a lot of it comes from the games and what she went through there but I think also a lot of it comes from the fact that she's 16 And when you're 16 years old, you don't necessarily know how to process your own emotions. You don't necessarily have a complete understanding of who you are and your place in the world. Like speaking as someone who was 16 at one time, very different than how I am now. Um, And that's also like the ages of 16 to 18. There's a lot of change like mentally and sort of how you view yourself in the world and I think that we see Katniss go through a lot of that but I think that it's important to remember that she's not an adult and she's a teenager and that sometimes when she's reacting to things in ways that are maybe not the best I think we just need to like kind of hold two things to be true of like yeah maybe this response was not the best and maybe it was hurtful to people around her but also she is 17 years old or she's 16 years old or wherever we're placing ourselves. And that's a big thing in Mockingjay that I feel like I see a lot of people being overly judgmental of her, which it, it at that point, it's also goes beyond her age. It's like, look at everything she's been through. I think we can allow her to not have the perfect reaction to everything all the time. And I don't want to get to PETA, her and PETA just yet. So I'm going to pause on this train of thought, but I'm going to circle back to it. But I just wanted to mention it. Um, But going back to her father, sorry for the little tangent. um, The one thing I wanted to point out is the role of music in Katniss's life, because music is obviously something that she shared with her father um, and he would teach her songs and they would sing and like the Mockingjays or something that is very inherently linked to him in her life as well. But I wanted to specifically talk about in Mockingjay, 
very close to the end after snow's execution when she kills coin and when she basically um has been arrested for lack of a better word and assumes she's gonna either like go to prison or be executed whatever for killing coin and she during this waiting period starts to sing like basically all the time sort of to pass the time and I just think that it it's something so emotional it gets me every single time because that singing was always something that was like her and her father and after he died it's not like she had a lot of time to do it and also like the pain of still having music in her life and bringing back those memories and knowing that she was never going to experience music with her father again is something very painful as well so when we see after everything is said and done and we're near the end point of our story that she once again allows music to be kind of like a safe space for her is one of the most emotional and in many ways heartbreaking and also beautiful and perfect to her character and just like totally totally full circle I think that people have very differing opinions of Mockingjay I will say right now it's my favorite book out of all four like it I can acknowledge it has its flaws definitely but the emotional reaction that I have to that book is unlike any that I've had to any other book ever and like the experience that I had reading it growing up are very meaningful so it is my favorite book that being said I think that regardless of how you feel about Mockingjay as a book the way the connectivity the interconnectivity between all three books but specifically things that were set up early on in the first novel that come back around in Mockingjay is incredible and is absolutely genius and also is what makes it so emotional because it really does feel like a cohesive end to the series and it doesn't feel like obviously there are very different narratives for each book and they take place at different points in time and there are different things happening but when you take them all together it really feels like one big story and not necessarily like three books that got crushed together like it feels everything feels very intentional everything feels very connected and everything is done with the end in mind if that makes any sense like like things that are being set up in the hunger games and in catching fire are going to be elaborated on and we're going to get closure for in Mockingjay and I think that that is one of the biggest strengths of this series and it has a lot of strengths let me tell you but I think that the way that everything comes full circle is really what makes me still be drawn to it many 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 years after my first time experiencing it anyway that kind of has nothing to do with Katniss but it's it's fine we we can just kind of go wherever with this um so I'm now going to talk about mm, Hamish we guessed it we all saw it coming Hamish and Katniss man Susan Collins I praise these novels for so much but Katniss and Hamish literally have my favorite relationship dynamic ever written between two fictional characters that is not an exaggeration if you I I dare you to try to find one that I love more you cannot it's it's literally perfect like 
period. I could end the episode here. It's perfect. We're done. But I won't. One of the things I want to say about that, though, goes back to this discussion about Katniss's father. I do think, and this is not something that I'm like, I'm right. This is just like my opinion. A lot of people view Haymitch as like a father figure to Katniss. Like he sort of becomes that as the series goes on. And I, as a person who consumes a lot of fictional media, love a good sort of like reluctant father figure character. Like I'll eat that up every single time. However, I actually don't think that that's what this is. I think that Hamish definitely falls into the category of character of like reluctant father figure, but I don't think that he is a father figure to Katniss. And again, like I think I definitely can see why people think that way. And I am not being like, that's incorrect or saying that like, this is the better way to view it. It's just like how I personally view it. And it's for a lot of reasons. Um, But the biggest one just being that like, even with these sort of, reluctant father figure trope in media Hamish is still not a good enough father figure to be that and that's not like slander on him like I'm not being like he should have been a father like a father to her like absolutely not that man is in no condition to be looking out for her in the way that a father should and I also think that she never expects that of him that being said if there was anyone in this series that I would consider to be a father figure to Katniss, it would be Cinna. It would not be Haymitch. And I don't even necessarily want to say that that Cinna was like a father figure to her. Um, But I do think that had he lived and had we gotten to expand on that more and had he been there throughout the events of Mockingjay, I probably would say that he is. But unfortunately, he did not. But I do think that he is closer to fulfilling that role than Haymitch is. Um, because Haymitch obviously has a lot of issues, even more so than like, I think sometimes it just like, oh, he's drunk and he is a mess and he has a lot of unresolved trauma. And like, yeah, absolutely. All of those things are true, but there's even more to it than that. And there's even more like flaws that he is maybe not even aware of. And that we as readers get to see from like an outside perspective. Um, and I'm not really going to go into it because this is not his episode. I fear for when I do an episode on him that it's going to be like hours long. Like it won't be like I will limit myself, but like it could be hours. It could be several hours. But I do think that him and Katniss have a very meaningful relationship. And there are like a million different examples I could point to. Most of them are from Mockingjay. I'm going to be real with you. Again, another reason why it's my favorite book. One moment, though, that comes to mind that actually kind of segues me into my next conversation about Katniss and Peeta, which is going to be a a big conversation because, hello, is there's actually two moments in Mockingjay. One being this moment when, after the bombing of 13, when Katniss sort of realizes how exactly Snow is using Peeta and sort of decides like that she can no longer be the Mockingjay because whatever she does it's only going to end up resulting in more harm coming to PETA she as she's realizing this everyone's sort of trying to like console her comfort her make her feel better but she says that the one person that she actually wants to comfort her is Haymitch because quote he loves PETA too and that is just so 
it's so much for me personally to to read that. Like I think about that line every single day because I think that Katniss and Hamish's love for Peeta is actually a big thing that bonds them. And I I there's a lot of focus on their relationship and like I obviously I'm always focused on their relationship because like I said it's literally my favorite ever but I don't want that to also overshadow Hamish and Peeta's relationship to each other and how much Hamish cares about Peeta because I think that is a very real thing and I think that obviously he is closer with Katniss and they have a much deeper understanding of one another because they are so so similar but I do think that he loves Peeta so much and would do anything for him and would literally die for him and so for that to be the thing that kind of holds them together at this point when like Katniss is very angry at Hamish and their relationship is in a really bad place but they both still love Peeta and so they're able to kind of hold on to that and that's what kind of keeps them together throughout the time that Peeta is not there with them and then the second example being let me just say that this this scene from the novel was filmed and is a deleted scene for Mockingjay Part 2 and I literally think about it every single day of my life and how it didn't make it into the movie but anyway it's on YouTube and you should watch it um <laughs> beside the point the scene in which Katniss and Hamish are talking about PETA after PETA's come back from the Capitol and been hijacked. And I'm going to talk about Katniss's like response to that and treatment of PETA after that, because I think it's a really big point to make about her character. And she has this conversation with Hamish where Hamish basically says, if you'd been taken by the Capitol and hijacked and tried to kill PETA, is this the way that he'd be treating you? I'm pretty sure I just directly quoted that. So funny of me that I literally know this scene like by memory but anyway um (laughs) and that's that's like the turning point for Katniss where she realizes oh shit you are right this is not how he would be treating me and maybe I need to kind of make a change in the way I'm treating him which brings me to PETA gets hijacked and Katniss's response to that is kind of what I was referring to when people like kind of forget that she's a child a 17 year old during this um because I see a lot of people being like I can't believe she was so terrible to PETA after he literally got hijacked and like yeah she did not handle it well like we can all agree on that however look at the circumstances of her life and also who she is as a person I think it's very realistic that she would respond in that way because basically she is angry as she should and kind of takes it out on PETA. She knows it's not his fault. She acknowledges this so many times. And she even acknowledges that like she is maybe being more cold or more hostile towards him than she should be. And that it's not helping him get any better. But she can't help feeling this way towards him. And her response is basically to distance herself from him and basically decides like this is it for us. But then like when she does have to interact with him, she makes some not great comments like things that are hurtful to him personally and make him feel worse because it's out of his control like he can't even control his own thoughts much less his actions for especially like when he is first back from the capital and they have not even started any treatment program on him and I actually think that this is one of the most interesting parts of Katniss's story because the, one of the things I love about this series is that its characters are so lovable, but are also very, very deeply flawed human beings. 
And that is what makes for good storytelling because everyone has flaws. No one is perfect. And sometimes we get these characters who are like almost on a pedestal. Like it's like all these terrible things have happened to them, but look how strong they are and look how they're like pushing through. And in some ways that is Katniss because she is very strong and she does make it through everything that happens to her, but it is not easy for her. And she has a really, really difficult time, especially in Catching Fire and in Mockingjay. And she even like, and this is something that the books really, really get into in Mockingjay is like her, her mental state, how she is coping mentally with all the trauma that she has gone through and like things that are currently happening to her especially in like the aftermath of killing coin when she first of all is experiencing some addiction issues because she's been on so many pain medications and has been using them to numb herself like physically and mentally um and that's something that like doesn't really get explored in the movie which is fine you know it can only be so many hours but it's another thing that like really kind of builds on the relationship between her and Hamish and once again shows how similar they are that they have similar unhealthy coping mechanisms obviously the outcomes of those two things are very different and Hamish's ending in this series I will be discussing it in detail when I do my episode on him which will probably be not next month but the month after because I'm probably going to do PETA next man that's going to be emotional anyway um but she does experience addiction issues and she has to work through that she's also experiencing severe mental health issues due to the amount of trauma that she has undergone in just the last few years but specific like but like more generally in her entire life and she doesn't really have a will to live anymore because her sister is dead and her relationship with gail is is over like they're not even really that's not even a thing anymore after everything that's happened she doesn't even can't even like look him in the eye basically her mother has to deal with prim's death in her own way which eventually ends with she does not return to district 12 when katniss does and Hamish is dealing with his own set of problems and Peta is not really Peta anymore so and the and this war is over they've won but what has she been left with? She's in a really dark place, obviously. And there are passages in the book about, especially in this like holding period where she doesn't know if she's going to be punished for killing Coin, what's going to happen to her. And she really just doesn't see a point to living anymore. She thinks she might be executed for it anyway, but she just wants to die in her own way, basically. Which is very, very dark and unfortunately very very real and I appreciate that the series doesn't shy away from that that it really gets into like it's not oh we we've defeated snow and we've defeated the capital and we won yay let's celebrate and everything is perfect now and like forget about all the mental and physical damage that was done to the people who actually fought in this war and who literally gave up everything and lost everyone they loved for this cause and for Katniss again who is a 17 year old who didn't really have a say in any of this and who ended up being like the face of this rebellion as a teenager that she never asked for and that's not to say she didn't support the cause or that she didn't want to fight the capital or that she didn't want Snow to be out of power she obviously wanted those things but 
the impact that that had on her is something that she can never shake. And so I appreciate the sort of like honesty of this part of Mockingjay where it's like, no, things are really bad for her. And it's, it requires work on her part and support from people around her to get through that and to get to a point where she feels like there's a point to living again. And that like, maybe she can still have a life after all of this is said and done. And Yes, a big part of that is Peta and them sort of coming back together at the end of the book. But it's also her and she puts in the work and she takes the time when she gets back in District 12 and like she makes an effort to keep living. And I think that that is something that I think we should talk about more. That it's not just like, oh, and she found her way back to PETA and they lived happily ever after and they had each other. So it was fine. Like that can be true. Not necessarily the happily ever after, because that's really an oversimplification of like everything that they still have to deal with. But anyway, I digress. Um, But the point about like, yes, PETA can be support for her as she goes through these things and vice versa, because he obviously has a lot that has happened to him too. And they can kind of support each other. But it's also like, to her credit and to her strength. And I think that like, it's really important that we see that she can still be a strong character while also dealing with things like this. And we see her dealing with PTSD and trying to cope with everything that has happened to her and trying and failing sometimes. Like it's not going well for her a lot of the time. And she has some really low moments. Like I was talking about her struggling with an addiction to painkillers because she's been on them so much because of all the physical and mental trauma that has been done to her but it's a testament to her strength that she is able to get through it and to reconnect with PETA and to have a family and to have a life for herself in District 12 after all these things have happened to her and I think it is so important to show a character who deals with these very very real mental health issues and these very real low points but also view her as strong and not she's not being like like her purpose in this series isn't solely to be a victim and it's not like we're supposed to just feel bad for her and think that she can't do anything for herself and oh all these terrible things are happening to her and she can't do anything about it like I think that it's good writing that we can have both these things be true of like she has very low moments and sometimes everything is out of her control and sometimes she doesn't even see a point to living anymore but also she is strong and she has strength within her to get through these things. And that is what ultimately carries her from the beginning of the series to the end, which is why also like, it is weird to me when people make jokes about her behavior in Catching Fire and Mockingjay about like how emotional she is and how like broken down she is. I don't even think jokes is the right word. Just kind of like brushing it off almost. Like, I've just seen, like, posts and stuff on the internet that made me be like, hmm, it's a little weird. Because, yeah, she's a fictional character. But not only are the circumstances of this world and of Penem drawn from reality, but the mental health issues that Katniss experiences are very real for a lot of people. And so to see people kind of take it too lightly or, like, brush it off or make little jokes or, like, whatever you want to call it is actually very harmful and is just not something that people want to see. And again, I think that a lot of this is contributed to by like what this franchise has sort of become 
like with the addition of movies and a prequel and etc and like such a large fan base and it sort of became this like pop culture phenomenon which is great like as many people as possible should experience these novels and these movies like I think everyone should obviously that's why I'm here but a lot of the messages and a lot of the real meaning behind Katniss's character and why it's so important to see a protagonist like her kind of gets swept up in this like sometimes it's people talking about how the love triangle which is not really a love triangle but it's it's a different conversation anyway (laughs) when I see people say that the Hunger Games is about a love triangle I just I'm not I am never a person who's gatekeeping like I think that like I just said I literally think everyone should experience this series however sometimes people who say it's about a love triangle they make me want to gatekeep just a little bit just just a little bit just to be like hey you're actually wrong that is what I will tell you you are actually wrong um and then sometimes it's just you know people getting caught up in like this sort of fandom that has been created based on this series whatever it might be and I'm not saying that like we have to be super serious all the time and like we can never like have fun with this series because obviously it's a fictional series the purpose of it is to entertain while also having themes and messages that the author wants to get across to their audience I just think that like sometimes certain subject matter within the book shouldn't be joked about is basically all I'm saying um and I'm gonna kind of leave it at that because I try to just kind of avoid people on the internet who have weird things to say um and I'm gonna go back to Katniss's character. Um, just a few more points I want to hit. I do want to talk about the end of Mockingjay and her life after the war because I know it is a topic of debate of like why does a female character need to have children in the end for like fulfillment? And that's a very real conversation to have about the way that women are portrayed in fictional media because a lot of times it really is like oh, you as a woman have more value now that you've had children. And so I get why people don't like that she had kids in the end. Personally, though, I actually think it's a good ending for her. One, because it ties back to her in the first book saying that she doesn't want kids because of like the circumstances that she lives in. But then it's it says a lot about her progress to show that like she is in a place where she feels like she can have children and also like where she trusts PETA enough to raise children with him but I also just think it's not written in a way of like oh and then she had children and and it was perfect and like finally she had meaning in her life again it's more of like she has kids and yes they give more meaning to her life because she loves them but it's not like it was a fix you know like it didn't fix everything that was wrong and it didn't like make the mental health issues that she still deals with go away and that's kind of what the epilogue is about um but I can definitely be see both sides of it and I definitely get why some people didn't like that ending for her and I totally like see where the issues come from but for me personally I like it and I think that it's a good way to end her character and also like when she has lost so many people and lost so much and just Family is one of the core values of this story from the very beginning. Like I was saying, we literally start off with her relationship with Prim. And so to have a family in the end, I think is very important to her. Um, 
and just in general to have PETA like as I was saying earlier like having a support system is very important and it's not to say like it doesn't discredit her strength that she needs a support system especially after what she's gone through and PETA also needs a support system because he's gone through a lot too and it's nice that they can kind of be that for each other and I think that that's where the like key of their relationship is in a way that she was never going to work out with Gail and it's not necessarily that like oh her and PETA have the same trauma so they can support each other like that's not a thing um but he is able to be a support system for her in a way that Gail never was or never could be and so that is why right from the get-go it was she was never going to end up with Gail sorry if you're a Gail and Katniss shipper, but this, I'll put my foot down here. It's not, it was not going to happen. It was never going to be them. It was not a love triangle. He never had a chance. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to keep my like Gail hate off of this podcast. You know, I'm trying to be like intelligent and somewhat fair to all the characters, but like, come on y'all. You wanted her to end up with Gail? Really? Please be serious. Like, no. Um, <laughs> so sorry if you're here and you're you know what no why are you here why are you here if you're you were quote quote unquote team gail like i'm just gonna say it now this is not the podcast for you this is not the podcast for you i probably will do a gail episode at some point is the thing it's gonna be difficult like not that i don't have anything to say about him and i think he's a really well-written character etc etc but like i just i can't i can't stand him and it was never gonna be him but anyway i think it's important that she has PETA as a support system at the end of all this and going back to my earlier point about Haymitch Haymitch is not going to be that support system for her at this point or like ever like I'm not saying he never was a support system for her and he never like provided support to her during difficult times and that he didn't care about her like I'm not saying any of that I'm just saying that he was never going to be a reliable person for her because he has so many of his own issues that he never worked through and Okay, I'm just going to say it now. I'm going to talk about it more in detail. And I said I wasn't going to talk about it today, but I kind of have to bring it up a little, a little bit. The tragedy of Hamish's character is that he, the ending to his story is not a happy one where he gets sober and he turns his life around and like everything is great for him. The reality is that he continues to drink and he raises geese, good for him, but he's never going to really be in a place where he feels fulfilled or happy anyway this isn't about him though I'm so sorry I keep talking about him it's not about him it's about Katniss so just to give some final thoughts about Katniss I think that she is a very very good female protagonist I think that especially for a YA series she is very inspirational like I know for myself personally when I read these books when I was younger she was a huge inspiration to me and I know I'm not the only one there's so many people who would say that and I like that she gets to be angry and that she gets to have emotions and that she gets to struggle and have very very low points and I like that all of that is very real and very honest I like that she also gets to be a fighter and she gets to be brave and a bit stubborn <laughs> um, and very intelligent and resourceful. And I like that she also gets to be caring and loving and selfless and gentle and forge meaningful relationships with the people around her. And I like that she gets to be very well-rounded and get to do all of these things and have all of these traits and not just be defined by like one set of personality traits and that she kind of gets to 
fluctuate throughout the series as things are going better or worse for her and as things are sort of falling apart around her she gets to have change in who she is as a person and not just stay the same from start to finish um and then for these character episodes i'm always going to end with a little closing quote just like the opening one um which can literally be anything and i actually have two today because i couldn't pick because these are very different quotes um but i like both of them so i'm gonna read both this first one is come the first this first one is from catching fire and it goes at some point you have to stop running and turn around and face whoever wants you dead the hard thing is finding the courage to do it because i think that is a very big theme for katniss across the entire series not like literally of like turning around and facing whoever wants her dead but the idea of like facing your enemies and facing the people who have hurt you and standing up and making a difference even though it can be very very difficult is one of the things that she has to overcome in the series and the second quote is kind of along those lines and it's from Mockingjay and it goes I begin to fully understand the lengths to which people have gone to protect me what I mean to the rebels my ongoing struggle against the capital which has so often felt like a solitary journey has not been undertaken alone I have had thousands upon thousands of people from the districts at my side I was their Mockingjay long before I accepted the role and I think this is a great quote to end things of what Katniss means as a person to Penem and to the people of this fictional universe, but beyond that, what she means to readers and what she means to people who look to her as an inspiration as a character. You know, we sort of get this like Katniss Everdeen as this symbol, literally in universe, she becomes like a symbol, but also like out of universe. She's sort of the symbol of like a female protagonist especially in this era of like YA dystopian novels when there were like a million of those coming out every single day and everyone kind of knows who she is but there's a lot more to her underneath all of that and so I think it's important to like strip down who she is beyond the Mockingjay. Thank you for joining me this week on Tales of Panem. Next week I'll be back to discussing the books covering chapters 15 through 18 of The Hunger Games. If you have any specific questions or topics you'd like me to cover, you can DM them to me on any social media or send them to my email, which is talesofpanem at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it would be very appreciated. Thank you again for listening, and I'll be back next week.